Welcome to the Deepwater Podcast. I'm Dave Mercer. I'm James Judd. And our goal on this podcast is to learn to make disciples the way Jesus made disciples. Yes, sir. Glad you ask. Um, so today I wanted to talk about something. I promised it to you last time we met. And what it is, it's the math of disciple making. Because everybody knows that if you want to be a really great disciple maker, you have to know math, right? Of course. Do you remember your guys? I mean, you're an engineer, so you should kind of be be given a natural at, at math stuff. Um, oh, very much. <laughs> what what actually happens? I'm like a I'm like a I enjoy math. I'm not a uh, I'm not a like a math major or anything. But math always math's better than English for me. So one day I was reading. This was actually the very first book that really hit me about disciple making. And somewhere in there, they were given this example of like basically like if you invest in disciple making, like this is what it means. Like here's the math of it. And I'm looking at the math and I'm like that doesn't make sense. And I Pencil it two or three times, and finally, I'm I'm 99% certain the math was wrong. And so, it's like, I'm going to build the right math. And I, I love Excel for a couple of reasons. One is because once you build the formulas in, then you can play with numbers and you can change it. And so, what I was trying to build is this this thing that would say, what what's the result if you make disciples? Like, how does this work? And so, what I have is this little Excel sheet and I will have a link where you can download it from our website and you can play with it on your own. But at the very top, you have uh, three different yellow boxes, right? Yellow boxes. And those are the only three things you can change on the whole, the whole program. So what you do, at, at one of them is your current age. So we're going to use you for a second, Dave. How old are you right now? Uh, yeah. 38 or are you 39? 30, 37. 37. Oh, I forget how young you are. You know, the other day I made this observation that sometimes now I look around like you know, on Facebook or you run into old friends that are your age and like all of a sudden all my friends are starting to look like these old middle-aged men. And I'm, yeah. I'm wondering to myself, how did they age so much faster than I did? <laughs> but um, Anyway, so at the top, 37. And then what it's asking is the first question of like how many years would it? do you think you have to disciple somebody and this has to be an average because I'm not that fancy with Excel. But how many years do you have to disciple somebody before they're mature enough to be able to disciple somebody else basically on their own without input from you? You have a, you have a number for that, a guesstimate? Hmm. Um, three years? Yeah. I think that's... For most people, that's probably a minimum. And I would say, you know, Jesus used three years to disciple a bunch of uh, reprobates. And then he added the Holy Spirit and bazam, you know, they turned the world upside down. So we're going to say three. But the thing about this this spreadsheet is you can change these numbers and kind of see how it affects. And then it has a number, number of people currently discipling or number of people you would like to disciple at one time. You know, and that may change at different points in the seasons of, of your life. But at this point in time, how many people would you like to be discipling at one time? Oh, man. Um, this may sound... I was with a full-time Baptist minister. He, um, 
said he was discipling five or six people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is currently single without uh, no spouse, no kids. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say to kind of find an average between, and he's a full-time Christian worker, by the way. Right. Um, so I would say if a full-time Christian worker whose job is to, and doesn't have a family, can do five or six, I'm thinking the guy with a family might could do two. Yeah, I think that's a fair enough number. And we're going to say this is outside your family for a minute, because obviously you'll disciple your two kiddos as they grow up. Um, but they'll also yeah. take more like 18 to 20. You know, they, they may take a little longer to disciple than other things. Um because there's something to the effect yeah. that you can't you can't really mature spiritually that much faster than you mature physically or emotionally, mentally. You can be as mature as you can be for a six-year-old, but you're still a six-year-old, right? So yeah. once you enter those numbers, then you go down and, and you got four different columns. And the first one is like years since you started making disciples. And so essentially we're saying like if I started now, what it, what does it do? How do I? How much fruit am I going to get? And so first we're measuring how many years, and it counts up by you said it was going to be three years, in your example, so it's going to count up three, six, nine, twelve, like that. Okay, and then the next column over is number of disciple makers, and it starts off with one. That's you, you know. And then the next column is well, how many people have you personally discipled? And that's those numbers are going to diverge over time. But the first one, it starts off with zero, and then over the far column is your age. What we're looking at is is what kind of, yeah, what kind of fruit? You know, there's that parable of the sower and the seed, and he sows his seed in four different soils, and, and the last soil, it says it produces a crop 30, 60, or 100 times what it was sown. And for yeah. a long time in my life, I thought that meant uh, evangelism, like you had led that many people to the Lord. But I've come to revise my opinion on that. To really, it's really more referring to like how many disciples have you made? Mm. Because those seeds that it reproduces itself are then able to go and reproduce themselves again. Now we don't know what's going to yeah. happen with each of those seeds, but so that's what that's kind of what I'm looking at. And so, like in this sense, you know, like if you take that, if you believe it, I'm going to go back and look at it yourself, but you know, 30, 60, or 100 over your lifetime, or, you know, you and I, were if we do it for our age right now, we're middle-aged, unfortunately. We're getting there. So anyway, how do those things change? So in your example, you start off, there's one disciple maker and zero you've personally discipled. Um, when you turn 40, there'll now be three people making disciples because you'll be still making disciples and you'll have those two two guys that you've Disciple to maturity where they can now make disciples roughly without you. Still with Jesus, but without you, right? And that still doesn't look too great for a three-year investment, but it's better than some investments, right? Well, you bump up one more iteration. You three all go get get a – and this is assuming that they're going to keep – they're going to also do two. However many you can do, they can do. Which is also another reason not to, not to make your number that you're currently discipling too high because the math will all all screw up. Um, I would yeah. en- I would encourage people to never put it over twelve because Jesus kind of limited himself to twelve, and so I think would be a little foolish yeah. to think we could do more. 
So at six years, there's now nine of you. And that doesn't, that's not super exciting. Um, and you yourself have, have discipled four. So you're six years in your investment. Does it look like it's paying off? Right. And you compare yourself, you know, to other evangelists or people that are just, man, they're leading the people to the Lord left and right or, uh, to a very godly man, Billy Graham. You know, here this man led, you know, shared the gospel with probably two or three million people and led, I forget the numbers. I looked it up when he passed away, but led a million or more to the Lord, maybe two million. You know, that's pretty astounding. And here we are, you're six years in and you've got nine. But it keeps multiplying, you know, now at night, now this time there's nine people making disciples and they can all go out and grab two. And so by year nine, you're up to 27. And what I do, we're just going to fast forward a little bit and say, how, how old are you going to die at, Dave? Predict the future. Um, Maybe the question is, how old are you going to be when you die or when you go senile? And which one are you planning 85. on? 85. Okay. So at 85 people... We're going to go down, and it works out nice because one of your years does hit up at exactly 85 years old. So at 85 years old, you kick the bucket. And before I tell you how many, well, I'll tell you that you, at that point in time, if you continued on to disciple two men every three years, you would have discipled 32 people in your lifetime. Do you feel good about that, bad about that? Um. Good. Good about that. You should feel good about that. You know, in the in the parable of Jesus and the sowers, you hit his bottom number. But the seed in good soil will produce thirty, sixty, or a hundred. But you are in good soil, right? Like you've 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 hit that number. Do you have a guess for how many uh disciple makers they would be at that point in time? You've discipled thirty two, it's forty eight years since you started. Five thousand? 5,000. It's a good guess, but you're off a little bit. And before I tell you your number, this is how, this is another one of those things that like uh, struck to, struck me. It's, a, it's another question, but it has the, it, it follows the same mathematical principles that disciple making does, which is maybe why Jesus chose that model. If you took a piece of paper, just an ordinary printer paper, and you folded it in half, that'd be one, and then you folded that in half again, that would be two. If you did that 50 times, if you, you, you actually couldn't do it 50 times, but if you did do it 50 times, how tall would your stack of paper be? See, you didn't know you have to do math tonight. Uh, 40 yards. 40 yards. You're a better guess than most people, but you're way off. So if you folded it 50 times... Let's see. At the 43rd time, you would be farther than the distance from here to the moon. Oh, wow. And at the 50th time, you would be 33 million miles away. Wow, that's 30, more than yeah. 40 yards. Yeah, it's more than 40 yards. Most people say like three or four feet, five feet. So you're, do, you're doing better than most. And actually, if you went yeah. 52 times, you'd get to the sun. And that's based on my assumptions. So we go back and we take that same principle over here with you. You know, you're 85 years old. You've invested in 32 people. And actually, if you compare that to Billy Graham, 
on the face of it, you suck, right? <laughs> so here's, he's yeah. led millions of people to the Lord and you've got 32. Way to go. Yeah. You know? But the number of disciple makers that would then exist at that point in time, it wouldn't be the 5,000 you guessed. It would be 43 million. 46,721. Wow. Yeah. Now how do you feel about your fruit? Tremendous. Yeah, tremendous. Tremendous. And there's, you know, there's this is a this is based on a mathematical mathematical formula where everything's perfect. Every every two people go and then after 3 years can replicate themselves into, you know, like so there's some it's mathematically true, but real life isn't ever perfectly mathematical that I know of, or at least not with people. But even if you said, even if you only got half of that, and you were at yeah. 21 million, how would you feel? You know, or, or what if you you missed it and you only got 25% of that? I mean, it would still be huge. And what's actually yeah. amazing in this spreadsheet, you can go down, and I've got it. I've got it set to where. Uh, when you hit a hundred, it, it automatically cuts you off. I could figure out how to do that on Excel. So we did that. And so no matter what it is, it basically, it stops the people you've personally discipled when you get to a hundred, but you can pick another age. Well, you know, a lot of people in my family died at 85. So I'm going to choose 85, whatever it is. But in the, but that yeah. other column, it keeps going. Cause if you die, it doesn't mean all the people that you've discipled suddenly stop following Jesus. Right, they continue yeah. to go on and make disciples, and they miss you. Of course, some of them never know you, never even heard of you. Right, True. and so in that in that column, I also have it'll highlight pink whenever you hit the population of the United States, and then it'll highlight yellow whenever you hit the population of China, which is the most populated country in the world at the moment at one point three eight six billion. And then after you wow. after you surpass the population of the Earth, it turns it turns gray, and somewhere, and if one of you listeners out there is an Excel guru, or maybe if you can just help me biblically figure out, a, a, you know, do we need to add some Judases in there, or like an attrition rate, or the can we figure out the parable of the sower seed, or you know something that, like in one sense, I don't want to I don't want to cut the power of multiplication short any, because like like why did Jesus Jesus, who could draw like huge crowds, I mean, for Pete's sakes, he had he had five thousand people following him around, and then he goes across across the lake, and they show up the next day. Right, another time he has at least four thousand people following him around. Like he could have he could have been, and I'm not knocking Billy Graham. I'm just I'm just using him as an example because he's so well respected. You know, Jesus could have been Billy Graham times a million. Right, he could have he could have wowed him and he could have had a following you know bigger than caesar's like he had that kind of power and he had he had the power that he could have militarily done everything too. everyone that opposed him he could have destroyed you know what i mean like he could have done that but for some reason he chooses to invest his life in 12 men and inside that maybe three of them peter james and john even more deeply and i yeah. i think the reason is this power of multiplication and and for us, I think it's really encouraging too, because if I if I told you, Dave, it's like you need to, you need to reach. We're going to cut your number in half or two or three. If I said, you know, Dave, you need to reach a million people. I want your life to to have a, a million people following God when you die. 
at 37 years old go? You know, like, where would you begin? Apparently with multiplication now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, without that, if I'm just looking at, at, at 10 million people, I just, I just fall down on the floor and start crying because it's impossible. I can't do that. But if I ask, yeah. like, well, well, could you disciple 32 people between now and when you die? Yeah, you could, you could make a good, you could make a good bet at that. You could make some progress there, right? Yeah. And it becomes, and it's not that we don't, I mean, we still need the Holy Spirit. We still need Jesus. All those things are not, we're not going to have, it's still not going to happen without the power of God. But you, I think you, part of the reason for this whole thing is that it just shows how much effect you could really have by making disciples. Now let's play, let's play around for a minute. And then again, I'll, I'll, I'll put a link here where you guys can, uh, you can download it from our website. It'll be luke5.com, and you can search for episode 36 of the Deepwater Podcast. And I might, I might find out another link and put it down in the show notes. Figuring out all those technology things. So let's say, let's say you're a 65-year-old person, and you just figured this out. And let's say that, you know, you, 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 Dave, you think you can disciple someone in three years. Let's say this person says, I think it's going to take me five and, you know, it just depends on the people a lot, but yeah, five, five is not impossible at all. It's even numbers higher than that sometimes. But let's say that was the case and you really thought, man, I can't do more than one at a time. That's all I can do, one at a time. So in this scenario, one person at a time, you disciple them for five years before you can disciple another person. And let's say again, you died at 85 years old. You know, at 85 years old, you'll have discipled four people, which, you know, is not tremendous, right? Agree or disagree? No. Yeah, it's not tremendous. But you would have 16 disciple makers. And then we'll just take it this way. And then 50 years after you die, there'll be 16,000 from your, from your work. Wow. 20 years after you die, there'll be 256. And truthfully, if most of us look at our, our lives, it would be very hard for us to say, yeah, I can think of 256 people, maybe some full-time ministers. You say, yeah, you know, there's 256 people that are, you know, have been influenced for the Lord, or if you're an evangelist, you've led, you, you might have led that many people to the Lord. But for the average person, the average Christian sitting in the church today, it's just not, you know, you, it, I'm, I question whether you've influenced that many people. And I don't mean like, yeah, I encouraged them here or there, but like you are a major, maybe the biggest human influence on, on their walking in faith or learning to walk in faith, coming to the Lord. But if you disciple make, even if you just do one at a time, you know, you're, if you really disciple them to the point where they can disciple somebody else. And the the thing with that is it's not disciple making. It's not a formula. You can't just run them through a book, you know, like they're trained when they're trained. They're trained when they know how yeah. they're trained when they can figure out 
what to do when you're not around or figure out when they run into a new. It's kind of like I was talking to a guy the other day about training horses. And I was asking him, he's a, he's a great horse guy. And I was asking him, I just had this one question because I was, I was, uh, while I'm in recovering from surgery, as you know, I've been writing on this Western novel. And I just had this point where my hero in the novel needed to keep his horse from nickering or, or neighing at some other horses that were nearby because he's, he's being chased and he's made it to nighttime. But if he neighs, if his horse gives him away, he's dead. And so I was asking my friend Cheston, I said, you know, how, I sent him a text message. What would you do to keep your horse from neighing? And he, he calls me back a couple of days later and he's like, you know, I started to write you back, but there's just so many different variables there that I just thought better to talk it out in person. And he proceeds to tell me like all of these different scenarios and well, it would depend on the kind of horse and your relationship with the horse and the horse's attitude and like all these different things. And the deal is, is like, you know, the first time you train a horse, you, you learn a little bit. But you're not really a great horse trainer until you can take any horse and you can adapt it and you can you can train that horse kind of no matter what it is or no matter what its attitude is, you know how to adjust and train it. And that's kind of the same with disciple making. Now, the beauty of disciple making, of course, compared to breaking horses, is that we have the Holy Spirit working inside them. We have the Bible. We have the example. And really, we have fellow brothers and sisters. Yeah. So anyway, I'll have this on the website. I encourage you guys, download it, play with it a little bit, put your own numbers in. I'm this old. But then start looking, okay, what what could I do? Could I do, you know, if that same 65-year-old, if they do two people at a time instead of one person at a time, when they die at 85, they've only discipled eight, but now there's 81. And 20 years later, there's 6,500. And 50 years later, there's 4 million. I mean, it, it doesn't take a lot of multiplication to change things. And the people I know that do intentionally make disciples, it's it starts slow, but boy, it sure spreads. Yeah. And it's like the parable of the mustard seed. Jesus said the kingdom of God is like a mustard seed. It starts so small that it's in your hand. It's like the smallest of garden seeds. But when it grows, you know, it's a tree big enough for a bird to perch in. And I think that's what we see. Anyway, well, we appreciate you guys. We hope you all have a good day and a good week. I encourage you to keep making disciples. And uh, definitely download this and uh, plug in your numbers. Let us know what you think. If you have some suggestions to our formulas, uh, let us know as well. And we'll see if we can update you.